my daughter heard me talking to the wife once and I got a text message the next day at work saying that, Dad, Dad, please, please promise me you're not going to kill yourself. Hello everybody and welcome back to what is an almost completed podcast studio. We're almost there but not quite. Uh, we just need to do a bit of soundproofing and the electrics and we'll be pretty much done. But we've made it, we've made it to episode 30 and I'm so pleased you can join us on this episode. On this episode I'll be speaking to Kevin Brennan. Kevin is a scaffolder and has worked in the industry for over 30 years. Kevin lost his father a few years ago and he really, really struggled with it. Um, in this episode, he explains his journey with that and how it actually led that, led him down a path to contemplate suicide. Thankfully, Kevin reached out and got the help and support that he needed, but he felt like he couldn't talk about it sometimes. And we, we go on and explain, he goes, sorry, he goes on and explains all this in the episode. Now, Please remember if you are having these thoughts and you feel like you need a bit of help and support, all the details are in the description below. Please reach out, there is help out there. For whatever it is you're going through, there will be people that are, that are willing to listen to you and want to help you with whatever it is. Now, if you'd let us know in the comments below what you thought about this episode, that would be amazing. And if you'd like to support the channel, you can do that by hitting the like button and subscribing because that would be phenomenal. We really do appreciate that. And also you can donate to us if you want to buy us a coffee or something like that so we can go and do a chat or you can help fund some of the projects that we worked on. But other than that, I really hope you enjoy this episode and I will speak to you all very soon. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the MIH podcast. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Kev um, Kevin and I have been chatting over LinkedIn. He's seen I'd come and done a, a talk on the Everton project, and he said, "Next time you're down, give us a shout. We'll meet up." And uh, well, that's exactly what we've done. So, Kev, how are we? Welcome to the podcast. Good. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. So, you've been a scaffolder for how long? Thirty-three years, I'd say. So. How long have you got left on your apprenticeship? Fully, <laughs> 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 <Fair> man. <laughs> but uh, I guess you've just done scaffolding all your life then? Near enough, yeah. Has it always been the sort of stuff, have you ever done any offshore stuff? or? No. I fancied it at one stage, but Not never you. got round to it. How long have you worked here at Langs? Um, four years, just this month, it was right. four years. So uh, from your accent, I'm guessing you're not a local. No. <laughs> London originally. Yeah, whereabouts? Um, East London, Leightonstone. Right, okay. And I moved up here about 22 years ago. Yeah, don't regret it. No. No. No, much more friendlier up here. Yeah, it is, yeah. Like, yeah. when I go and do the talks down in London, and, like, a lot of the, the site staff that I talk with, I go around site and I just let on to everybody, you're right, mate, how are you doing? All that? Yeah. And like, you're so northern. Because <laughs> you're talking to everybody, everybody's... Head down, yeah. so focused on, on, on getting the job done. But, whereas, like you say, everybody's more friendly up here. Yeah, definitely. Crack and have you always worked on bigger sites, or have you ever done like domestic stuff? Um, it's generally always been bigger sites. Did some of my, my own work. Um, that was mainly in the evenings, though. Yeah. Now uh, you've moved on to these, yeah, these type of things. Site, yeah. Got no problem with it being Everton. 
No. <laughs> I worked no. on Man City's ground and we used to have a nightmare from the lads putting United shirts on. Yeah. So forever that. Oh, well, so, I'm a West Ham fan, so. Oh, you get on well with Lee, who, who would go and do a lot of work with. He's, he's a West Ham from, he's from Woolwich. Mm. Or he lives in, well, he lives in France, but when he's not in France, he, yeah. he lives, his, his family's from Woolwich. He's always banging on about West Ham to me. So I'll pass him over to you. You can chat to him about yeah. West Ham until the cows come yeah, out. Yeah, there's not usually a lot to chat, uh, shout about. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is. A, Mind you, Moyles is doing all right for him. Yeah. And he seems to settle. Mind you, they want him out now as well, so. Yeah. Well, this is it. No matter what, you can have a great run of two years and then have yeah. six weeks of a bit of poo and that's it. Everybody wants to get rid of yeah. But... I think you reached out to us over uh, LinkedIn because um, you've had your own journey with mental health yeah. along the years, haven't you? Yeah, I certainly have. Do you want to tell us about that as much as you're yeah, comfortable it, talking about? It started off um, five years ago. Okay. With the uh, death of my father. Right. Um, it was, at the beginning, it was fine. I was organising everything at the funeral and then that's when it all started to kick in. Then. Yeah. I started to get feel a lot of anxiety, which I'd never done before. Um, and then the depression set in, and I couldn't just. It got worse and worse. Mm. Um, and then come the feelings of not wanting to be here no more, um, and I just didn't care. My safety went downhill. I wasn't bothered anymore. Um, I was driving erratically. Not looking after no, yourself? Not, no, I wasn't, just wasn't bothered whatsoever. Um, the only good thing I'd ever done was turn to drink. Yeah. Um, I think that was a saving grace, but I just couldn't be bothered. And had you previous to that ever had spates of feeling like that, or was this all no. new? I, I honestly thought it was in the mind. Mm. Well, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is to a degree. But, uh, well, no, it's not to a degree. It is, it, it is your mind. But I thought it was something you could shrug off. Mm. I didn't understand the extent of it. You never talked to anybody? No. Did you ever feel like you wanted to, but you, you just couldn't? No. Just happy. I, I kind of... I think naively, I kind of thought depression didn't really exist. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but then when something affects you and it hits you, you, you think, wow. Yeah, yeah. It can just come out of nowhere, can't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... It just seemed to, year after year, it just continued, wasn't getting any easier. I would look at people and think, how are you coping with your mm. death that you've suffered and you're not feeling like me? And then somebody said, you don't know what people are doing behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. You put on a brave face at work. You still have a laugh with the lads. Um, but then when I got out of work, it was like I could be myself again then. Yeah. I could be sad. Yeah. I could, you know, it was like I was putting on a brave faith for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just got to a point where I was on a bridge at work and I thought, oh, I can't do this on my own anymore. Couldn't, 
I didn't want to speak to my wife or my family because I felt like I was being a burden to someone. Mm. Um, so I reached out to Langer Rock. Right. And uh, I did have counselling beforehand yeah. from my doctors, but I would sit there every Thursday evening and think, well, what? Not getting What's anything going on? Yeah. What is he talking about? Uh, I reached out to Langs immediately. They went into action. Um, I spoke to someone at Care First, who we deal with. Yeah. Um, and they put the ball in in motion. And I got counselling sessions then from Care First. I had 15 counselling sessions. Right, OK. Um, which we were in COVID then. Right, OK. So it was over the phone. Right. Uh, telephone, um, video call. Yeah. And that was really good help from Care First. You know, when you, you started the counselling, was it... Not, so, the, so the first one you had obviously didn't resonate with you. No. And I think a lot of people, right, they, they'll get assigned a counsellor and they think, like when you go to the doctors, you think, well, they're the professional, that's what they're there yeah. to be paid, that's their, their opinion is what I, I should know or I should accept. But it's not always the case with counselling, is it? If, no. If that individual doesn't resonate with you, mm. it's, it's, well, it's not good for your time and it's not good for no. their time either and I think people get stuck thinking well I'm going to go to this counsellor for years and years and years yeah. and years and I feel like I'm getting nowhere if that counsellor's not turning around and saying look I, I don't feel like we, I'm giving you any benefit yeah. and in the same breath I think people don't want to say it to them because they don't yeah. want to offend them because it was a group therapy as well right okay um, so it was almost like doing a site induction yeah. every day Yeah. you're just repeating the same thing yeah. to, to a big class of people and then you obviously reached out to work and they yeah. they got you the help and support and, and it started to make that different yeah it was unbelievable the difference it made yeah from the first session yeah yeah did you so when you started opening up and talking was it difficult to talk about um no 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 i found fly. it easy with the lady that i was with that's good i found it really easy um, and she was, you know, talking about coping mechanisms yep. and dealing with things. And uh, one of the things we touched on, um, I said, I've got a photo of my dad on the television stand. Mm. Um, I said, I've got a candle, a light every evening. I said, I buy a bunch of flowers every week. Uh, and I was working away in, in Bicester down in Oxford yep. at that time. And she said, oh, right. She said, uh, have you got a picture in your hotel room of your dad? I said, no. Oh. Uh, have you got one in your car? I said, no. And she said, oh. she said, why do you feel you need to sit looking at one in your house? Mm. And I thought, yeah, that. Yeah. She said, I'm not saying take it down. She yeah. said, move it. Move it somewhere else. So I did. Yeah. Um, and it was, I was watching the telly again, not sitting, looking at the picture of my dad. Yeah. It was little things like that. Yeah. You would think, yeah, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't. The, the pennies just dropped. Yeah. Why am I managing all week, five, five nights of the week and days, and going home on a Friday evening, coming back to Oxford on a Sunday afternoon, 
and I'm managing about photos and everything. Yeah. And it was little things like that every week and little um, little goals that we had. Yeah. Um, and it was things like uh, when you think of a bad thing, think of a good thing afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was unbelievable. This is it. As much as the the bad thoughts are in your yeah. mind and can play in your mind, if you are changing that round, you yeah. can put those good thoughts in there. Yeah. And get rid of the, the bad thoughts, and then hopefully the more you start doing that, because positive thoughts bring on positive actions. Yeah, and if you do right. positive things in your life, it starts to push all those negative feelings away. Yeah, and you know, I could, I ended up being able to tell stories now. Yeah. About about my dad and the laughs we had and everything. It's, and when I do go back, obviously, I you know, I still go back and think of him and. I mean, even recently, I've mm. just a split second in my mind thought, oh, I'd ring my dad. Yeah. And then realise, you know, he's gone. I do exactly the same. So my mum died in September last year. Mm. And, like, if I achieve something or one of yeah. the kids do something or I wanted to tell her something, I was like, I'll give my mum a ring. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't. And then you realise. Yeah. Because, like, my mum and dad... Um, they live at the top of North Yorkshire and I live over in Manchester or Macclesfield I live and I never, spe- I never spoke to them every day yeah. and they, I didn't go around to their house or anything like that even, even when they lived over in Manchester way, they, they still, we moved further away from yeah. them so I didn't see them every day and I'm still in that stage now of thinking oh I'll pop to, I'll ring my dad yeah. I'll ring my mum sorry or, or whatever and I'm like oh I can't yeah then, then you do get that jolt of think. Actually, she's no longer here. Yeah. And then I used to, for, for a while. I was like, I'd get upset over it. Yeah. Whereas now, not that I've stopped caring, but I'm I'm not upset about it. Yeah. I'm now starting to to move forward with my life without my mum in it. Yeah. Um, and it is difficult at times, but yeah. sometimes at the same time, I, exactly like you were saying, you can, you can tell stories now. Yeah. I can um, think about my mum and not think sad things of the time when, when she was, when it was coming to an end in hospital. Yeah. I think the good thing with my well, I don't know, is it a good thing or not? It's quite quick with my mum. Yeah. So there wasn't a long illness or anything like that. But even still, it, it's still difficult to deal with at the time, but because I do the work I do now and I'm in a good place mm. and I'm surrounded by supportive people and I have really good conversations with people like yourself, I think that enables me to deal with when I have those difficult scenarios yeah. and when I start to let the, the, the negative thoughts come in, I, I, can, I can push them out and start thinking of the good things. Like when we first started having kids and she met her grandkids for the yeah. first time and moving out and all, all the stuff we used to do and all going out, like even as a kid going out with her and, and doing days out and trips yeah. like that. Th- those are the thoughts that are coming into my head now rather yeah. than the last moments I've seen her in hospital. Mm. See, a big thing with mine was he, um, see, some of his, two of his sisters come over from Ireland during the week okay. to see him. And then on the Friday, his brother and my cousin were coming over. So I went to London as well to see me younger. Yeah, yeah. And my mum said, oh, he'd think he's dying if everyone coming to visit him. This right. was on the Friday. Yeah. 
And then Saturday morning, half six, we got a phone call to say, you need to come to the hospital. Yeah. He's got about an hour left. Goodness me. Um, so we went in and um, I was saying to him, you know, let, let go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in pain, you're suffering. Um, sorry, they said about palliative care, we need, yeah. you know, I said, yeah. yeah. I said, mum, it's the best thing. Yeah. And I was saying to him, let yourself go, stop being in pain. But then when he did go, I blamed myself. Mm. I said, I shouldn't have said, put him on palliative care, you know, do something. Yeah. But there was nothing. Yeah. He was drowning. He was yeah. drowning in his own medicine, his own bodily fluids, everything. Yeah. Um, that took a long time to realise, um, and it was only through that counselling that I thought, no, I wasn't to blame. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I was thinking, he's listening to me and thinking, you know, I don't want him here. Yeah. And, you know, that played a big part of it. But it was the counselling and talking to, to people within Langer Rock that made me realise, no, you did the right thing. Yeah. You helped him come out of pain. Yeah. By agreeing to the palliative care. And, yeah. Um, so that was a big thing. But then, obviously, after his death, he's, did you try and push everything down and ignore it all? And, and no, I think, as I say, when he organised the funeral, um, and it was a long way over Christmas. He died the eighteenth of. December, right, and he wasn't buried to the fifth of January. Especially if he's coming from an Irish background, they're, yeah. they're in the, the days, yeah. aren't they? Two days, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it just, and then I had to start on the antidepressants and everything, and mm. um, which I felt ashamed of at one stage. Before a big man like me, why yeah. am I taking tablets? And there was all emotions like that. And then you realise it's, it's not wrong to take tablets. Yeah. It's yeah. not wrong to do anything to, to cope. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of people get wrapped up yeah. in, in the idea that if you're taking tablets, it's weak. Yeah. If you've got a headache, yeah. you take a paracetamol. Yeah. You break your leg, you go and receive treatment for that broken leg, yeah. which may be painkillers or something along the line. The same with counselling. You go and, and, and break your leg. You'll have your leg in cast for so long and then you go and have however many weeks yeah. of physiotherapy afterwards. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. And you're doing whatever's best for you. Yeah. And if Jeff out on site takes a piss for whatever reason, it's his problem, not yours. Mm. And that, it can be very difficult to get yeah. over that. Because I remember somebody saying to me, oh, just man up, you'll be all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, it's not like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the way Langer Rock helped me made me want to help other people. Yeah. So reason to become a mental health champion. Yep. Um, I think a lot more of the lads talk to each other yeah. now than... Um, I did a video last year for okay. Langer Rock. I don't know whether you've seen it. No, I've yet. not seen it yet, no. Um, that was... Played everywhere. That was put out in Australia and then throughout the company. Right. A um, lot of good feedback from that, from the lads. Um, I just want to give back now for the, the help I received. Yeah, yeah. I want somebody else. My, the first thing I wanted to do 
was to make sure the lads know that you're not, your job's not in jeopardy or anything. Yeah. You're not going to be fought, you know, we'll have yeah. to get rid of him. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. case, it's far from it, the help that Lang's offer you. So I wanted that to get across to them. If there was people out there suffering like me, they knew the help was there. Yeah, because that can stop a lot of people yeah. reaching out for help yeah. and support. Um, the first time I spoke of it, down in Oxford, two people come forward. Um, that just made it so worthwhile. Yeah. And then when they come here and actually laid my story down onto video and it went out, everyone's seen it. It was a great response. Um, I don't know the figures of people that's been for help, that have spoke up, but there is people. Yeah, definitely. Um, they now know just, because of you stepping yeah. forward that they can do that. Yeah, because I've put my story out there. They know. They don't have to worry. Then your job's not in jeopardy. Yeah, there's help. So that just made it all worthwhile. Once you started opening up and talking about everything, and, and it got better. Yeah. The more you talk, the more I think it got. You know. Did you get any shit off the lads out on site? No, none whatsoever. That's good. Only just that one fella yeah. who was a mate. So, yeah. you know, man up. I think banter can be pretty fierce out on site, yeah. can't it? And I think, I think we need it. I think. Oh, yeah. The, the, the people that work with in construction have got a certain personality that yeah. fits to that. Yeah. And I was speaking to one guy who was telling the story, and he says, he had a bit of time off, he went back to work and the lads were going to the coffee shop and they oh, they're going to the canteen to get something and said, I'm going to get a coffee, do you want anything? They were saying what they wanted. Yeah. And then they turned around to the lad that had been off and went, do you want me to get you a depresso instead of an espresso? And it's that, it's breaking the ice with that, yeah. with that banter and he's like, fuck off, will you? But yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. And he says... But he probably knew that yeah. they've got his back. Yeah, they knew it would come from a good place. Like, yeah. And it's... It's definitely, the opinions are definitely changing now. And yeah. there, there is still the odd person that is stuck in the old mentality of thinking yeah. that the man up side of things. But if you think about it, man, what's more manly than standing up and saying, look, I'm struggling with this. I need a yeah. bit of help. Can you help me? Or do you know anybody that can help me? And if, if like a couple of people have said to me, because I used to run sites. I used to be, mm. um, although I was a bricklayer for many years, I ended up being a project manager on sites. Yeah. And when I go and give the talks that I give out on site, one of the uh, project directors from a site up in Yorkshire turned around to me and said, how can you stand there and talk about vulnerability? And he said he kept using the word weakness um, and then go off and work on building sites again, because I still go and lay bricks and stuff. I'm mm. like, is that not a sign of strength? Yeah. If I can stand here and show vulnerability in front of all my peers, but then still go out and do my job yeah. and, and carry on with what I'm doing, does that not show that I'm showing strength? And he's like, I suppose I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's seen the video of me mm. saying about how many times I wanted to commit suicide. And, and then afterwards, you know, I wasn't bothered that they knew. Mm. Thinking back, the lives that I could have destroyed doing it. Yeah. It's just unreal. Yeah. It's the, it's you know, I could have caused an accident. Yeah. It's someone else's life and their family. It's my family, my kids. 
And uh, even the councillor said, well, you can live on. Your dad can live on in you. Yeah. And uh, so it was... And I had, a, I even, my daughter heard me talking to the wife once and I got a text message the next day at work saying, Dad, Dad, please, please promise me you're not going to kill yourself. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, so thankfully I got through that stage of... Was that, was that the wake-up call that you yeah, needed? Yeah, well, it was one of them, yeah. And thinking, well, yeah, I, I can live. I can, my dad can live on in me. Yeah. I can be a good father to my kids, what I should be doing, like he was to me. Yeah. Not having them worrying and scared and they're going to lose their dad. Yeah. Seeing me crying in the evenings and not eating. And so, yeah, it was a rough journey. But you've come out the other side. But come out of it. And it, honestly, it, it's down to the office manager that we had in Oxford. Uh, I, won't, I won't mention her name. She was fantastic. Mm. Um, um, everyone here as well, Electra and everyone have yeah. been. Um, our wellbeing manager, Jill, and everyone's been fantastic. Yeah. And it was, I dread to think if I didn't ask for help, what? state I'd be in or if I'd still be here. This is it because as a scaffolder you're already at the highest risk anyway. Yeah. And you're you could have that lapse of concentration, clip onto yeah. the wrong thing, lean out. Yeah. That's it or put And it it just goes to show talking is It's powerful stuff. It is powerful. And it is a big, big thing to recovery. Mm. That's why I've, that's why we become champions here, mental yeah. health champions. Uh, so anybody wants to help me or somebody else, we're here to offer it. And it's phenomenal to hear. And yeah. you can be very proud of everything you've, not only what you're doing now, but the journey that you've gone yeah. on to get to this point. And I know full well that your dad will be up there watching. I'm very, very proud yeah, of you. I hope so, yeah, thank you. And because somebody said to me as well, how can you be a mental health champion if you've had... I said, well, who better to know yeah. what somebody's yeah. going through? I've been there. I've been there myself. I've had that hard journey. And um, it's, it's a hard thing to say, but it's, it's a joy coming to work. Yeah. Because the lads here, you know, it's a good gang of lads. Yeah. And they're there if you want them. Um, a few close ones. It's every morning. It's the same yeah. thing, you know. Hugs and yeah, like check in with each checking other. Checking in all the time, yeah. Because there's there's no reason why we can't do that. And it's like the conversations you have them. It's not how's your mental health today. Yeah. It's like what did you have to eat last night? And have you tried eating? This? It's just conversations and starting the conversation, and then it might lead somewhere and go to wherever. Yeah. Um, before you know it, 10, 15 minutes ago, and you've got all your kit on and, and you're ready to go out on the park. Yeah. And that is a check-in. And people don't sometimes realise that, I yeah. don't think. And it's those conversations that we have when we're out at work as well. Yeah. I think those off-eye conversations when you're 
I don't know, putting something up here and, and your mates there working away, putting brick guards on or whatever it is. Mm. You can have that conversation of saying, you ever had this go on with you and what do you think about yeah. this? And I'm not, this is not quite right. Or I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill and I, I need to, my pension, I need to start thinking about a pension yeah. and all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, some of our conversations have, they've changed. Yeah. I mean, we still have the stupid ones yeah. like, why don't ants burn their feet on light bulbs? <laughs> who would win a fight between a bear and a, a lion? And yeah, yeah. But then it, it turns then. Yeah. It's, this is heavy stuff. Yeah. And then it goes back to... Yeah, exactly that. Something ridiculous. Yeah. I, like, the lads I used to work with, I've had conversations with them, and they're like, I can't believe I just told you that. Yeah. I'm like, do you feel better for it? And like... Yeah, yeah, you know what I do, right? Right, yeah. get back to work, and it's 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 exactly that. It doesn't have to be in a clinical environment. Although no. this room feels very clinical because it's white and clean yeah. everywhere, but it can be those the chats in the vans to and from yeah. work. Like you said, it's like a police interview room. Yeah, so I don't know how you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but from what it, it's, it's the conversations I've had with other guys. Aren't <laughs> yeah. so, I've seen so, it on the cell. Yeah, they told me about it. Yeah, but um, oh, this is it. We, it. It is quite literally just having the chat, and that can be the difference in somebody's yeah. day. Because you never know. Like you said, you used to put this face on. Yeah, that Kev's all right at work, but what, as soon as his his boots come off and he walks through his front door. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I can be back to being yeah. miserable. It's exhausting as well. Yeah, putting up. So it's just talk. Mm. You're being a man by Rob. Well, I need help. Yeah, that's what. That's manning up. That's you know, not hiding it and talk to someone. Exactly. And you, me, talking to someone could trigger something in them yeah. that is without even knowing, without yeah. them saying it. This is it. So like, you could, like the check-ins that you do with your mates, one of them could be saying, no, I didn't eat anything for dinner yeah. last night. Why is, he not, why is he not getting his hair cut? Why is he not looking after himself? Why? These little subtle changes that yeah. you see in, in people when you are checking in with them and, and things like that, we've noticed that like, you're not quite yeah. looking after yourself. What's going on? And the suicide deaths in construction is phenomenal. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's it's disgraceful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Why it's at, why it's at that level? Because it's it's not the mental ill health that is killing people within this industry. It's the stigma. Yeah. Because people are scared to talk about it. People don't want to start opening up because they don't want to feel victimised. They don't want people to say, "Shut up and get on yeah. with it." What have you got to worry about? You've got X, Y, and Z going on in, in your world, and you're worried about that. Well, like you said before, some people cope differently yeah. to how you might cope, and how you might cope might be different to how they cope, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and this is it, but it looks like Langs are really pushing forward with all the work yeah. that Electra's doing and all, all the work that, um, all the great stuff that you've had over the years. They are really trying to change the game, and it, it's great to see. Yeah, it is. And it's, this is the only way that we're going to get those figures down is from people engaging, talking. It's definitely got to come yeah. from leaders down, cascaded down through, yeah. throughout. Because I think we're even touching on mental health in induction now. Yeah, which is good, yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah. So I suggested um, about, I think it was already in place, but I said, 
why is not something not mentioned in induction mm. to let people know from the offset yeah there's help yeah it, it's it's good and especially with all this immersive stuff that yeah. we've got going on it, it's yeah it's different class this stuff i've never seen anything like yeah, it's it it's unreal i beat a lecture on the ball game anyway <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, as long as I've even offered you now, um, six months paid leave right. for, for people now. That's good. So they do, you know, they're pushing boundaries on everything. Yeah. And that's full pay. Yeah. Does that put you at ease as well, more likely to? If I was young enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be trying to have kids all the time. Get <laughs> <laughs> six months paid leave. Yeah. But, you know, it's another thing that's offered to... Yeah. To people, this is it. I think people think working in the construction industry, it's not like working in other industries. And yeah. They think it's all rough and tough, which it is. There's no denying it is like yeah. that. But then at the same time, we can all have benefits, and yeah. you can get healthcare, and you can get this, and you can get that. It's a great industry to work in, yeah. and it's. I think people's opinion needs to change a bit because, mm. I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about the, the labour shortage because. There's, there's no apprentices that want to come into the industry. No, especially not into my game. No, because you're out in all weathers. Yeah. It's a tough game. You pick wintertime, you're picking up freezing wet tubes. Yeah. More than 21 foot tubes up and you might be six or seven lifts up and you're yeah. passing them up on the way up. It's, it's not for the faint heart. And then in the winter, you're banging them to separate them because they're froze together. Yeah. Exactly that. And as you're passing them, it's all, all the water's running down, yeah. down there. It's little things like that can eat away at you yeah. as well. I mean, I'm only 18. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it ages you. Paper round was uphill in the snow every <laughs> single day. Yeah. But, no, it is. And I mean, what you're doing is, it's absolutely fantastic. You only have to look at LinkedIn, LinkedIn and you're in Scotland or you're in London. Yeah. All over the show and getting yeah. about a bit, and I appreciate it. Yeah, that. and the, you know, and the replies that are coming on Facebook and yeah. um, on LinkedIn. Yeah, and you know, the bo- people are throwing bouquets at you all the time. Yeah, you're doing a fantastic job. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. So we just need more people like you. Well, there's people like you too. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody's doing everything. Yeah. But we've, we're getting there. We're getting there slowly. We're, yeah. we're making a difference. Um, small. Small footsteps, yeah. But, it, but at least we're getting there. Yeah, it's progression. Yeah, still got a long way to go. I think, like when I first started back in two thousand, I remember I used to go in the cabins and you just see feet shuffling around because everybody's in there smoking. It was just yeah. a sea of smoke and page three stuff on the walls. And yeah. then the industry were like, mm, I think we need to pull ourselves forward a bit. Yeah, and I think they're doing that, that at the minute with well-being now as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's like when when. Like when we go out in the band and stuff like that, people think, oh, another mental health talk. When, when we do the talk, they're like, oh, actually, it's a bit more than that. Yeah. And it's, it's more than just depression and anxiety. There's far more to it. There's a bigger spectrum to it. Yeah. And I mean, I probably would have thought like that myself. Yeah. Until it actually happened. Yeah. And then, you know, you sit back and think, wow. Yeah. This could be happening to anyone. And the, another thing... Another good thing I thought of is, um, you know, when you're on site and you say hello to someone mm. and you think, wow, what have I done? Yeah. You know, and the anxiety was getting you. Think, well, you know, he spoke to me yesterday. Yeah. 
and it'd be eating away at you. And then she said, uh, yeah. that person could be going through what you're going through. Yeah. And they're having a bad day. Yeah. And, you know, everything's blocked out. Yeah. And you think, wow, yeah, it is that. And it turns out they haven't ignored you. Yeah, you yeah. You know, it's, they have got something going yeah. on or they generally just didn't hear you. This is it. You've got to think about things like yeah. that. People like anger as well. Yeah. A lot of people snapping and chitty and then you can retaliate and be the same and you're at loggerheads with stuff. But mm. if, you, if you take a step back and think, Right, why, why have they reacted like that? Yeah. We haven't done anything that wrong. No. And they're reacting like that. Maybe there's other things at play here. Yeah, I mean, about probably, I'd say about 30 years ago, we was out on a Wednesday night. And a Thursday night, our mate jumped off a car park roof. No one had a clue. Yeah. I mean, we was all out laughing and joking. Sorry to hear that. And uh, we got a call then Thursday. He went to a car park, went up to the top, straight off. Mm. Still to this day, no one's got a clue why. This is it, that, that just shows yeah. the impact 30 years later. Yeah. People are still wondering. Yeah. That ripple effect is still rippling away. Yeah. I think for every suicide that there is, I think it affects 130 people. That's a lot of people. I think that there's just been figures out through Office of National Statistics, I think it was, 509 construction workers in 2022 took their own life. So that, that's 130 times 509. Yeah. It's a huge number. Huge number. And which is more than deaths yeah. at work. Yeah. Through accidents. I think in 2021, it was... 115, I think. Yeah. It, I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it was around about 115. I think the average is about 45 to 55. Yeah. It sort of hovers around that. See, and you've got a big drive on safety. Mm. Put your glasses on. Mm. Do this. Barrier this off. Do it. Yeah, yeah. It's all the time. But the suicides are going up and up and up. Mm. And it's not getting the same sort of... Well, mm. now it is. It is now. It's getting that sort of recognition. Can you imagine there was 509 deaths on site by falling off scaffolding or struck yeah. by plant or whatever yeah. it may be. You wouldn't be able to move. No. But I think a lot of these deaths are happening off-site, away from site, out of site hours. There's no, no real incentive for doing it, but I think it is starting to happen in site. Mm. You up on the scaffolding when you were at your lowest point, you yeah. were, however, 100 foot up in the air, 80 foot up in the air, you could have made that choice yeah. to... Uh, to jump off, and if that happens on a site, it it was scary how close it was. But I think at the back of my mind, it was the likes of the kids and my yeah. wife thinking I'm going to lose them. Yeah, that was always making me chicken out of it. Yeah. Um. So it's frightening to think of. Yeah, it is. But the important thing is you still yeah, there. you're still turning up. Yeah. Putting your high vis on, going yeah. out on the park every day, hanging off the edge of buildings like you were saying before. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of people worse off. But I think that's a good place to end it there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks for very much. Talking. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, it's, uh, I appreciate all the support you give me on LinkedIn and stuff like that. No I, um, it's always nice to get a, a message off you when it pops up. Yeah, oh, this is, I wonder what Kev's up to today. Yeah, so no thank worries. you very much for yeah. that.
and thank you for all the hard work that you do now as well. Yeah. It's getting out there. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be doing it. And sharing your story as yeah. well too. I know how hard it is. To you'll, have to, um, you'll have to try and watch it. Yes, I'll get so a lecture to email it over to us. I'll give it a watch. Yeah. And um, I'll try and see if I can put clips of it in this as well. Yeah. So, so people can see it if they're all right with that. But other than that, thank you very much. Yeah, for thank you. Coming on. Thanks very and much. Thank you very much to everybody for watching this episode. Um, if there's anything in this episode that has affected you, please reach out. All the contact details will be in the description below. Um, and if you want us to talk about anything on another episode, please let us know again below in the, in the, in the comments below. Um, for those of you who don't know, we've actually started a subscription service on Spotify, so you get to see a bit behind the scenes stuff. So I've got another camera at the back over there recording a bit of a different view and a bit of other stuff that we do about setting up and taking down and all the talking that we do afterwards uh, and, and before we start. Other than that, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next there we go. Well done, mate. Thanks very much. That was perfect. If that you need any more doing, um, that was really, really, really good.